0: This is Vital, Vital Advice for your Everyday Life. Hello, Grim. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to my podcast. I hope you're having a great day. Why do I sound like I'm in a tunnel? Great question. I really don't know. I'm struggling with the audio quality. I'm doing the best I can with the limited knowledge that I have, so bear with me here. Okay maybe that sounds a little better. <laughs> we'll get there. We will d- soon develop into a more professional sounding podcast. I promise <laughs> I'm working on it. But for right now, I think this will be fine. How are you guys? I hope you're doing great. I mean, it's summertime. Uh, by the time I release this, it will be the summer solstice. So I hope you guys are making your vacation plans, enjoying the hot weather, getting out there and really living up the season. I know i For me in the South, I'm currently in Georgia, it is tempting to just retreat into the dark and turn on my air conditioning and never go outside because it's just so humid and just so hot. But honestly, for some reason, this year, I'm really embracing the summer feels. I love going outside and maybe it is because I live so close to Tybee Island and that whole vibe of Savannah, Georgia in the summertime Something I've always fantasized about when I was younger and living in Utah, which is on the, like, the other side of the country. Nothing like this out here in the summertime. Maybe it's that. Maybe it's the fact that the place where I currently live has a really nice pool. It could be the fact that I have friends who really embrace that summer life while I'm here. I'm not sure normally I would consider myself someone who really just longs for autumn someone who just I want the leaves changing I want pumpkin spice lattes I am a basic bitch I don't think there's anything wrong with me being a basic bitch because as long as I'm being true to myself who the fuck cares but this summer for some reason all I want to do is hold on to this season and really embrace it and I think that's a sign of living the moment like I promise myself to be happy is to really embrace what's around me and not thinking about the future. Okay, so let's talk about what's currently going on in my life. Uh, I got my car fixed, thank God. So that whole kafafel, I finally like after eight days, which is absolutely ridiculous, if you ask me, after eight days of it being in a shop, I finally got it fixed. I have working air conditioning, Another life update, um, Grim Reaper, who is one of the most anxious cats in the entire world, now has some medicine to um, take a little bit of before we go on our long trip in a couple of weeks. And I'm trying it out today to see if it won't like calm her down or make her drowsy or whatever. And so far, not any luck. I've... if. <laughs> She's just as noisy as always. Other than that, I went on a trip the other weekend with my close friends to Tybee Island. It's a beautiful southern island with all of that beachy southern charm. It's got the sand, the ocean, all the foliage that you would imagine by the beachside. Like it really is just like a rich bitch dream to go there. And I got severely sunburned. <laughs> so currently, it's in the weirdest places, though. I, I got a good tan on the places where I successfully applied sunscreen. But in the other areas where it was not very successful, I just have weird patches and weird sun tan lines that I'm not very happy about. And my left leg, my left calf, particularly, for some reason, is just so much more sunburn than the rest of my body. And uh, it's been a week. <laughs> it's still sunburn. So, um... Great. Uh, Yes, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you should be wearing sunscreen. Okay, just an update, a little reminder this summer, wear sunscreen. That's what I have update-wise with my personal life. Let's talk about some of my favorites right now. Let's start off with the body spray. Right now, Bath & Body Works is having a semi-annual sale, and I have to tell you, the summer vibes there, I'm really digging their summer line. They have uh, one for the 4th of July that has a, it's called, what is it called? A firecracker pop—it smells like those firecracker-shaped popsicles you get in the summer. I love it. I live for that sweetness on my body. I'm going and cover my body in sweetness. <laughs> it's so weird, but that's what I like. I'd really like sweet scents. The other Fourth of July uh, scent—I was going to say flavor—that would have been weird. But you know, knowing me, don't put it past me. I might eat it. The other <laughs> scent is watermelon blast. In my area, it is completely sold out. So you might have to find it online. I recommend it though because they normally have that watermelon lemonade scent that is nice, but the lemonade, I feel like overpowers the watermelon in that one. This watermelon blast one, it smells like what I want watermelon to taste like. It's that refreshing, sweet, yet just watermelon juicy scent to it and I'm living for it. I keep it in my purse at all times. I refresh myself throughout the day with it. It's just such a nice little pick-me-up during the summer months, I feel like. So I recommend that one. But the one that I think, if you're going to spend your money on this year, that you absolutely need for the summer is the scent Beach Nights. I'm going to pull it up right now because I just, I'm obsessed. So it is, let's see what they say on the back. So the notes in Beach Night is Toasted Marshmallow. Sea Salt Breeze, S'mores Accord. (laughs) What the fuck is that? Okay, S'mores Accord. All right. Beach Driftwood and Creamy Vanilla. So why I'm recommending this is not because, well, it is because it's a sweet scent. Yeah. Okay. So I admit it. But I think because it has that Beach Driftwood and the Sea Salt Breeze combined into it, it's not an overpowering like sweetness that you would have be turned off by normally it has this like it it smells like s'mores on the beach at night it has that oh it's just like oh I love it so much it literally smells like s'mores and it has this undertone where like the driftwood burning on the beach like I can transport myself there when I have this scent and I have it in the lotion and the body spray and I'm putting it on pretty much every night and it just makes me feel like I'm living my summer dream so I if you're gonna get anything run and get beach nights it also I feel like is kind of cute because on on the the packaging it has a firework over the ocean so it's almost kind of like ooh fourth of July fun times at the beach feel to the packaging and I love for that so love um Another body product I'm gonna talk about is it's a little bit more pricey but I think for us adults out there or women who are trying to look more adult I'm probably gonna be forever a child to be honest with you. I have that watermelon scent that I really like so obviously I'm not like really living up the womanly vibes but a scent that is more pricey It is limited edition, so you're going to have to look and find it, is the Dolce & Gabbana Light Blue Italian Love. It's different from the normal light blue because it has this like lemoncello undertone to it. I love citrus. It's it's sweet, again, I guess, but it's more perfumey sweet. It's more like clean smelling, fresh light blue with this lemoncello undertone to it. Oh, I'm living for it. I'm wearing it right now. And honestly, I feel expensive. Like I just made myself more valuable by putting this perfume on. So that's another recommendation I have. Oh, and obviously sunscreen of any kind. But if you're going to get sunscreen, uh, get it 30+. plus so that's my recommendation Uh, I don't normally really give a shit about what kind of just as long as you're getting the right um, percentage spray cream milk I use a Japanese sun milk called Anessa that I get online for my face that has worked in Hawaii it's worked in Mexico it's worked here out in the south I've never had a sunburn on my face because of that sun milk so recommend that all right so I think we should get away from body stuff Summertime snacks. Okay. Need some more for you guys. I love Swedish fish in the summer. I love Swedish fish and Sour Patch Watermelon in the summer. I live for it. And right now what they have are the Red, White, and Blue Mini Swedish Fish. And because it's Red, White, and Blue, and I am such a, like... (laughs) I like to celebrate like I am a theme bitch I love that stuff so the fact that it's red white, and blue makes me feel like it's something more festive it makes me feel more um a part of the summer so I got that I like immediately got it and for some reason I think they taste better than normal Swedish fish do they have a different flavor let's find out oh they do okay i'm a dumbass and we're just gonna accept the fact that i didn't realize that the reason why i like them better is because they're actually different flavors okay but that's fine you know we we live and learn okay so the flavors of these are lemon blue raspberry and red berry like normal swedish fish so i recommend these are really yummy if you like sweets and you're looking for something worth your money i honestly feel like that's really cute another treat that I am enjoying right now in the summer is they have the new like guys I have something that I feel like is revolutionary that I want everyone to try I've tried it and I recommend it at least to share with someone if you're not really big on Mountain Dew flavors but the Mountain Dew Red Hot Lime flavored oh my god it's so cool it would compliment any red hot or like flaming hot Cheetos or flaming hot Dorito Cool Ranch, which also is really delicious. It's refreshing. And if you get it really cold, it's this really cool like combination and fun time drinking that. So I don't know. That's a recommendation. You can try it. I thought it was fun just to try, but I honestly don't really like how high sugar Mountain Dew is normally. So for me, I only tried it and I didn't finish it. So honestly, now that I think about it, that would be a really cool soda to turn into like a mixed drink shot for the summer. I just created something. (laughs) I'm going to try it later. So we talked about food. We talked about body sprays and body stuff. Let's talk about TV. Okay, so right now I am watching The Orville and season three is currently airing. This is a new show that I did not know about, but I am like obsessed. It is like Firefly and Star Wars Next Generation if they had a child. Like it's, it's hilarious. It's got that like not crude, it's kind of crude humor, like suggestive crude humor, um, slapstick humor. It's got uh, witty humor and, and also the seriousness that Next Generation would have in its series. So I love it so much. And I need more people to watch it so I can talk to you guys about what's going on in season three. You can find it on Hulu. And the reason why I think more people would like it is because it does, it's like a more modern version of Next Generation. So if you're a nerd, you like Star Wars. My name came from Next Generation. So for me, I have a big affinity for Star Wars. Star Wars, my God, Star Trek. Oh my God. Okay, you can murder me. That's fine. Just kidding. Do not murder me. I don't want that. But yes, Star Trek, uh, Next Generation. Now I'm worried that this whole time I was saying Star Wars. Like, now I can't get over it. Am I insecure? (laughs) Okay, that's fine. If I did, you know, I just got to forgive myself because I I had Next Generation in my head. I knew what I was talking about. And it's their own fault for having Star Trek and Star Wars anyway. It's almost like, like, Why? Okay, next show, um, because it's summertime, normally by this time, I am watching a lot of Halloween movies, like getting ready for it. I usually start like Halloween shopping in July, so I would be watching like Sabrina the Teenage Witch or something like that. But because I'm really feeling the summer vibes, I've been watching Hallmark Channel summer movies. And I got the Hallmark Channel movies now. Like, I don't think all Hallmark movies are terrible. But I also don't think all of them are worth your time. One I'm going to say is worth your time this summer is called The Beach House. For three reasons. The cinematography is so fucking beautiful. And they do a really good job making you feel the way that you feel when you are on Tybee Island. And it is filmed on Tybee Island. So you get the whole experience of like, I'm on the beach and it's such a great time. Second reason, Chad Michael Murray. You heard me. Chad Michael Murray is the Southern boy shrimp fisherman in that area in the South as the love interest in this movie. I love Chad Michael Murray. And the fact that he is playing a Georgia boy just makes it even better for me. And then third of all, I think it's actually a pretty decent storyline and decently acted for a Hallmark movie. So it's not going to make you want to just like off yourself while you watch it because it's so poorly acted. It actually is pretty good. So that I think is worth your your money if you're going to do the subscription, that one. But I'm watching all the summer ones. So if you want to join me d- going down that rabbit hole of like really poorly made <laughs> Hallmark movies for the summertime there's one oh god what was it it has Meghan Markle in it yeah Princess Meghan Markle I didn't know she was in Hallmark movies but apparently she you know she was in Hallmark movies so there was one about the 4th of July it's like a 4th of July wedding that was like fine but it was like very festive so I I enjoyed the festive part of it I will let you know if there's any more that I think are worth your time but like the beach house I feel like that was a really good one you can do Hallmark movies now on Amazon Prime And today, actually, I started watching another series on Amazon Prime. It is called The Summer I Turned Pretty. This just came out. It's like kind of a big deal. It's based off of a book. I've not read the book, but I'm on the first episode and I'm already feeling that summer goodness. It's like, I feel like it was probably made by the same people who made um, To All the Boys I've Loved Before, like those... Netflix feeling like teenager movies that they would they've made throughout the years it kind of has that feeling but it's a series and it's on Amazon Prime I think I'm going to give my final opinions on that show in another uh, catch up with me episode because I think it's cute so far first episode I feel like the concept of like you know they go to this cute beach house every summer and through her adolescence she felt kind of like the ugly duckling but like no one was like mean to her at that house like all the like the boys um there were really nice to her and they were friends and now this summer she's finally kind of like grown into this beautiful swan I think she's 16 years old or about to be 16 years old and people are starting to notice her as like you know someone pretty so I'm excited to see how this plays out I think that's probably it for everything that I'm watching right now that I would recommend. Like I'm always watching like some sort of like Real Housewives and I'm watching Real Housewives of Atlanta right now because I'm in Georgia. So like I don't think that it's worth your time, but like, you know, it's fun. Music. Let's talk about music, shall we? The song Running Up the Hill. That song has been redone into a punk version of it. And I honestly... When I first heard Running Up the Hill by Kate Bush, I didn't like it. I, it fit this, it fit the show, and it made sense to put us in that era on the show. I'm going to eat a, a Swedish fish because it's calling my name. Hold on. What am I? I don't know. Uh, I can't open the bag. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, I just really want a Swedish fish, though. Okay, there we go. Okay. I'm going to go Swedish Fish. What was I talking about? Kate Bush. That's right. Okay. So Kate Bush, it's fine. I don't like how it's overused on TikTok. It kind of like gets under my skin, but a punk artist covered it and did a, a punk version of that song. And I fucking love it. It is so much better than the original. I honestly feel like the lyrics Really do lean more towards like emo punk anyway. So, like, he has a little bit of screamo in there. He's got that punk style, like, scream rocking. I love it. On Sunday, I'll post it on my Instagram stories if anyone is like curious about who sings it, but you can find it on Spotify if you just uh, type in Running Up That Hill Cover. I have listened to it on the drive like three times and like, I want to sing it more than I do with the Kate Bush one. The Kate Bush one, like, ugh, it just like makes me want to like drive off the road. This one, like I'm, I'm here for it. So that is my current music obsession. I feel like we have successfully caught up on what I'm doing with my life. And now it is time to get into the topic of this episode. Let's talk about (laughs) Men on Hinge. Before I get into anything, I really want to specify that I'm not saying anything towards men in general that I think that they're bad, I think that they're stupid, that I think that they're fake or whatever it is that you might think I'm implying. I love men and I honestly feel like a lot of the reasons why men are on apps and are relying on apps has to do with more convenience than an actual reflection on their ability to date. So... I mean, who doesn't use apps for convenience? Like, that's why I'm on it. I, the reason why I'm on it is the same reason. Like, I, I like the convenience of meeting someone while I'm watching TV rather than going out and like actively trying to find new people. So I don't think any of these people are purposefully um, shooting themselves in their foot by um, doing what they're doing. But I do need to bring up the fact that like some of these things that they're doing and really just like, oh, man. Okay, so... Let's first get into the differences that I've noticed on dating apps. Everyone knows Tinder and they know what the reputation is on Tinder. But I have never understood the men's perspective on Tinder because I'm a girl. I'm not a guy. So recently I spent time with one of my friends who's a guy and he was on Tinder while we were hanging out at a bar and I watched him on Tinder, just out of curiosity, it was like, what is it that draws men of his age to the app? And so I was watching him to see if like, maybe he was like matching with girls and talking with them. Maybe he wasn't getting a lot of matches. But as I was observing, what I watched him do is he would take his phone and he would like lay it in front of him on the table and he would go right, 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 left, left, right. Right, 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 left, 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 right, left, right. And he was just swiping randomly and he wasn't even looking at their like profile. He was literally doing like this randomized like algorithm that he was creating himself where he was like, I don't care. I just feel like there's going to be someone out there that will match with me and then I will talk with them. Okay. A lot of the people that he did match with, he didn't talk to. And I was like, another thing, like that makes so much more sense. Like that makes way more sense to me about the men behind Tinder. They do treat it more as a game, like a little, not like a game as in like they're playing mind games. They're playing it like an actual video game on their phone. Like you, you would play with like Candy Crush or something like that's the way that he was doing it. And that's why a lot of these guys, at least what I think, if that's a, that, if that's at all a reflection of these guys on Tinder that's what's going on. They're, they're treating it like Candy Crush and that's why they don't talk a lot. That's what, I get a lot of matches on Tinder, but very few of them actually talk to me. Then you go over to the guys on Hinge. <laughs> this is where it gets really interesting. Tinder has that reputation of being where it's looking for casual dating. It's probably looking for casual sex. It's where you go to kind of just like waste your time. Like you would like play Candy Crush or whatever on your phone. Whereas Hinge is known as the dating app that you go for serious relationships. If you're looking for something that could lead to something, you would download Hinge because it's like way more in-depth. It's run by scientists who try to make the best advantage to match what you're looking for on that app. And though I respect that science, the type of men that it seems to be attracting are men who have a very different perspective on the outcome of matching than what I would have. So let's talk about that a little bit. In my experience, <laughs> okay, the men that you match with on Hinge, take you matching them as a now we are starting to date. The match meant you are now past the first date stage And it's time to see if you are going to be the person I'm in a relationship with. It's a very weird, different experience. It's a very strange experience to be on Hinge because of that. I take the match and I I try to do a format where I match at least eight to ten people a day. And then I talk to those people if they respond. A lot of them don't respond. If they respond to me... I determine whether or not I wanna go out on a date with them, but in no ways am I taking a match, meaning that we are now pursuing a relationship. I'm taking it as a, you are a potential person to go out on a date with and then go from there. But I appreciate that I can see by us matching that we're both in the same idea of trying to lead towards progress. Okay, that's not how they do it. (laughs) these guys literally like oh you matched with me therefore we are ready to start a relationship no it's uh, no 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 I think this is backfiring on you if that's the way that you're approaching it and I hope that it's just the guys that match with me that are that way and there are way more guys out there that are stable (laughs) so this week specifically I had a guy match with me and he was like hey so uh can I come over and stay at your house excuse me you didn't even say hello to me so why would i why would i let you stay at my house and he was like well i don't i don't know i'm just trying to figure out this long distance thing because i noticed that you're a couple cities away from me so i just wanted to see if that is something that we can do if this works out and i was like we haven't even had a conversation yet about what our favorite color is man why would i let you sleep at my house and so i expressed like you know um thank you but I don't actually like do house visits um, without a relationship and I understand that you're you're confused about long distance you've maybe not done it before but in general you don't jump into a long distance relationship before the first date he was turned off by that statement and that's valid that's fine maybe it was a little too harsh for him but I don't know why he thought that it was (laughs) appropriate to ask that before even having a conversation. Don't understand. I don't get it. But that's very common on Hinge. The way that they're like, let's jump into that. I'm already committed to you. Why are you committed to me? I don't know you. You are a complete fucking stranger. I don't get it. There is also the other type of people. Another great one. This is probably my favorite interaction on Hinge so far was this person who I matched, he seemed decent. I started talking to him. He found out I had a podcast. Oh no, big mistake. I definitely shouldn't have told him that. And I probably never will again because of this experience. We were talking about being creative people. He wrote screenplays and I was like, that's cool he complimented my voice memo. So like you can put like these like voice clips, um, too. So people can hear what you sound like. Apparently that's a big deal on dating apps. I never really thought about it much, but a lot of people have been enjoying being able to hear each other's voices on the app. And he complimented my voice and said that it sounded like radio. I've had that compliment before. I don't know if I can really agree, but I said, well, I actually have a podcast he asked what it was, I gave him the name, and he listened to a few episodes. And then suddenly, this man was ready to invest. He got this really limerent idea of me based off of my podcast. And it made me feel very uncomfortable. From that moment on was trying to convince me that we would vibe. He was like, Oh, man, we're really gonna vibe. Oh, yeah, you need we really need to meet because I'm telling you, we're really gonna like get along. And then he said, But I'm not ready to date. I'm exhausted by dating. I'm really not interested in dating. But I really want to meet you. And I feel like I don't want to miss out on the opportunity of meeting you. Which is below my standard. I've expressed this on my podcast before that I do not date potential. I date what you are now. And if you are not currently in a place where you can progress towards a relationship, if you're not currently in a place to date, then I'm not going to date you. Like, I'm not going to put my energy into that. And so I told him, you friend zoned yourself, bud, because now you're a platonic person to me. I'm not going to walk into another situationship. You were trying to emotionally tightrope me by saying all these wonderful things about me and how you think that my intelligence is, is sexy. My intelligence is rare, that I'm such like a unique person. You don't want to miss out on me, but I also don't want to date you. That's emotional tightroping, dude. I'm not into it. After I expressed this to him, he was like, oh, no, man, it's really actually because I just don't want to be coming across as needy. And I don't want to bring in my past traumas into this conversation because I know in the past I've been jealous and impatient, which thank fucking God you told me because that's red flags for me. That's like huge red flags. And I do actually want to date you. I just didn't want to say that. Then why didn't you say that? That is another red flag to me because you weren't being authentic with me. If you really were ready to date, you should have told me that because hiding your true self is a big red flag for me and it's a big turnoff for me. I only want to date authentic people. And if you're lying to me about really, you aren't ready to date, but because you are afraid of missing out on the opportunity of meeting me and You're lying to me saying, actually, I am ready to date. That's also a no. Either way, I am not seeing a positive in this interaction. You're either being unauthentic or you're lying. Those are no's for me. That's below my standard. This is where like, it gets kind of hairy because after this, he realized that I wasn't going to break on this. I wasn't going to backtrack on my stance on this because now all suddenly out of the blue, now he's ready to date me. No, I don't like inconsistency either so it's a no and i told him this and yet he wasn't taking the no as a no he was insisting that we were really gonna work out like he was like yeah this is this is something and what i find really hilarious at the end of this whole interaction is the fact that after i said that he listened to one of my episodes where i talk about being tired about dating and he was like you know what i think your standards are too high and I think that um, you might want to look into whether or not you really are a narcissist. I'm trying to help you here. Um, Sir, I did not ask for any of your advice. You are not my therapist. And newsflash, I did not tell you that you needed to reach my standards. Let alone do you even know what those are. Because all you know is that I said, I do not date potential. And if you're not ready to date, then you're friend zoned. That's all you know about all of my standards. That's it. There are a lot more than that. And if you can't reach them, they're not for you then. They're for someone who is able to reach those standards and I'm not about to lower them for you. Okay. Younger of me would have fallen for that though. Back in my 20s, I had not addressed my attachment style. I had an anxious attachment style. And I would believe everything that was said about me by other people. If someone told me that my standards were too high, I would have been like, oh my god, you're right. I should definitely lower my standards. Or if someone told me I was a narcissist, I would have fallen apart. I was like, oh my god, what are they seeing? Recently, though, thank god for all of the Work that I've been doing on myself because I have had what I would classify as my labyrinth moment. What I mean by this is in the movie Labyrinth, which I'm going to do some spoilers here because it's important to what I mean by this labyrinth moment. And uh, it came out in the 1980s, so if you haven't seen it yet, that's kind of your fault. I'm not going to feel bad about spoiling that movie for you. In that movie, Sarah spends the entire film saying things like, it's not fair. And Basically, saying the way that you view me isn't fair, it's not a good representation, that's not true. She takes high offense towards those statements and she lets herself turn into this victim by what other people say to her, whether or not they were trying to victimize her or not. There's even this scene in the movie where it's kind of symbolic and I love this scene because it is symbolic where she falls down a hole and these hands in in the hole catch her and they ask her well where do you want to go do you want to go up or do you want to go down and Sarah the dummy says well I'm already kind of going down I'm already facing down I guess I'll just go down and they're like, oh, man, you fucked up. And they drop her into the oubliette where like an oubliette is where uh, people are put to be forgotten about and it's dark where she could have had the option to go up where they would have helped her all the way back up to the surface into the sunlight where she could progress instead of being stuck in this hole. That is the biggest representation of letting other people have the power and you giving it to them. I give you this power. I'm already headed on this pathway. Just like throw me in the hole love this movie for the symbolism honestly but at the end of the movie sarah completes the labyrinth and jareth is panicking because throughout the film he was basically telling her that she needs to give up that she can't complete it she's not capable of this shit. he was gaslighting her he was emotionally tightroping her the entire film and she was i guess somewhat she believed it and somewhat just frustrated by the situation but by that time you can tell that nothing that Jerris says is really affecting Sarah. Nothing he said. Like, she's completely like, her ego is so strong that nothing is really hurting her. And it's not making her mad either. She's just really calmly listening and trying to get Toby back. He then tries to emotionally tightrope her and says the phrase, just love me, fear me, do what I say, and I will be your slave. He says that to her. And instead of saying yes or no, Sarah just says, you have no power over me. And that's what broke the fantasy that she was in. She goes back, Toby's in the bedroom, and she's able to be a lot more emotionally mature from that moment. So I feel like, (laughs) I promise this makes sense. This year, I feel like I had my Sarah in the labyrinth moment, where nothing that people say to me, whether it is good or bad, positive or negative, especially in dating, has any effect on me. I do not give them that power. They have no power over me. So this guy coming at me and saying that I'm a narcissist and that my standards are too high, literally, I was like, you have no power to say that. You, you have absolutely none of my permission to try to walk in on my life and say that shit. You don't have that power. That goes for love bombing as well. There's a lot of like where this guy was talking about. He's like, wow, your intelligence is so rare and it's really so sexy. Or these other people who are like, oh, my God, are you real? They do this shit. And I'm like, look, you don't have permission to walk in and try to like put rose colored glasses on my eyes. I know what I am. And uh, I'm not buying into this love bombing. Show me your authentic self and I will show you my authentic self. And from there, we'll see if we can establish something, okay? I mean, that's really where I'm at. You can call me whatever. I know what I am. And I will not let your opinion or your actions or your disrespect change my opinion of myself. Your words have no power. Like, if you're trying to convince me that we would vibe and all this bullshit, I have the power to decide that you trying to like put those words into my mouth is trying to take my power away from deciding whether or not we vibe. And by the way, you really shouldn't be doing that to yourself. You shouldn't be trying to convince anyone to be around you. You should be doing things organically and authentically. That doesn't sound fun to me to try to dictate and try to put on this circus act for someone to be like, we would be so great together. Don't you see it? Woo. And like jumping around in these like flaming hoops. I would want someone who would willingly sit next to me and talk to me rather than put on a show for someone who isn't paying attention. That's not how I work. So no, you cannot dictate to me that my standards are too high because I make those and I'm looking for someone who can match those. So it's childish of you to say that they're too high and to lower them towards your standards because they're not for you then, honey, if they're too high. Now, I'm not trying to say that these guys are like, my 13th reason why, and then I'm just going to get off of apps again. I'm not. But they are a prime example of why I was so exhausted in the first place. And I mean, I can't imagine having a good time in those interactions. I mean, like, was that guy really having a great time trying to convince me that that we would vibe and that my standards were too high? I don't think he was having a really, really good time. In fact, he seemed pretty anxious and pretty stressed out the whole conversation. Like, I mean, like, paragraphs trying to convince me. I don't want that. So I honestly feel like we all could do better in these dating apps. I'm bringing myself in because I I definitely know I have faults and I'm not a perfect person. But I also know that you can't tell me shit about myself that I don't already know. Okay. I also want to point out that red flags don't mean run. That's not how I function anyway. I follow the um, So My Mom's a Therapist podcast and I also follow her TikTok and she advises something that I think is actually quite brilliant in regards to red flags. She talks about how red flags just mean pay attention. It it literally is just like, whoa, this is either something that has to do with your your boundaries, with your traumas, uh, something you might be projecting, something that might be a standard that they don't know about. And it doesn't mean, well, there's a couple of red flags, you better fucking run. It just means pay attention to what those are and see if they're a deal breaker. That's how I function. So with this guy that was uh, on Hinge and he was telling me all these things about himself being impatient, being jealous, being needy. Um, And then at one point, which really kind of like freaked me out is... He was talking about how I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to sleep with you if that's uh, what you're worried about. But I also want to let you know there's nothing like wrong with me sexually. <laughs> what? Um, um. Excuse me, baking powder. What did you just say? Like I had nothing. I had said nothing. There wasn't even a flirtatious conversation in this whole interaction with this guy that would have led him to think that I was wondering if he was trying to sleep with me I wasn't honestly because he kept talking about psychology that that, honestly I don't I just don't feel like that said to me you were trying to get into my pants but now that you bring it up I'm really concerned about you and that point I just feel like that was just a red flag that was a deal breaker like why did you say that like why that was so fucking weird oh god I'm just saying it's a, it's a crazy experience to be on multiple dating apps and seeing the different people that are on there. Like bottom line, Hinge, I honestly feel like, I feel like I'm more drawn to using because I am looking for a life partner. And so I like that there are more like solid men on there than there is on Tinder, but sometimes it's just too much, man. Like guys, pull back, pull back. Matching with someone does not mean that they are your only match. And I do know that in general, men have fewer matches on dating apps. So I get why it's exciting to have someone that you feel like you're attracted to match with you and like that excitement. It's really cute. But we aren't dating yet. We're complete strangers still. And I don't feel like if you were at a bar and I waved at you at the bar that you would come up and say, when should we move in? Like, I don't I don't feel like I mean, like, ironically, that would be cute. But like not meaning it. I don't know you. You're a stranger. We're not in a relationship yet. So cool your jets a little bit, but also maintain a standard for yourself. Like you have things to offer. You have things to bring to the table. So even if it's not what you think is an ideal thing, it's still you. Be authentic. Don't lie about your height. Don't lie about your hobbies. Don't hide your hobbies. Don't lie about whether or not you're ready to date. Don't uh, be on authentic with me if you are ready to date but aren't, aren't trying to be needy. Like, these things aren't true. <clears throat> cool your jets. Be authentic. Be honest. And if you feel like you'll get fewer matches by being yourself, at least you'll know that the people who match with you are attracted to who you are. And so you don't have to deal with the bullshit of the people who aren't really into you. It just saves you time. It saves me time by you being authentic. So I don't have to wonder, wait a minute, why is this sounding different from what he said? Why is he looking like a different height than what he said? Why is he hiding the fact that he's addicted to video games when he told me that he loves to sing opera? Like, Be honest. The right people will find you. The right people will be attracted to it. And for God's sake, stop lowering your standards. Period. Okay. That's how I feel. And that is my update for this week. I would love to have more discussions with you guys about dating apps. So please go over to my, uh, my Instagram and talk to me. I'd love to have these conversations outside of my podcast with y'all. Um, if you are enjoying this podcast, by the way, just a little plug. It really does help me out if you uh, follow this podcast. If you... Rate this podcast if you um, are either on Spotify or on Apple, whatever you're listening on. Also share it with a friend who might enjoy having this discussion and like can add any of their two cents. I love you guys. Thank you so much. I appreciate you listening and I will see you on Thursday with another episode. I'm excited. Enjoy your summer. Eat some watermelon. Bye.